Welcome to the Kick Pod, your weekly DNM on the stuff that matters. Welcome back. Uh, welcome, welcome. <laughs> I um I miss this. Same. Yeah. You know what I miss? What? When I have random thoughts that I want to talk <laughs> about to you on the podcast, <laughs> things that are just like really mm. a bit bizarre and yeah. random. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I just don't want to have a normal conversation about this on WhatsApp. <laughs> I need to save this for my notes what under podcast. Have you podcast. for me? Have you got anything? <laughs> a few. Forgotten? A few things. They're oh, pretty good. random, but do you, want, do you want to just get straight into it? Yeah, let's just get straight into okay, it. Okay. So the first one yeah. is there's a reel that a lot of cool couples are doing at the moment. Okay. I haven't, everyone listening, I haven't showed Steph this yet, so I'm going to have to explain it to Steph as I am to you because I wanted you to tell me, first of all, before I relay my judgment, would you do this? It is the Like a River one and like it's like super impactful. Right. We'll play the song yeah. on here. Oh, do we can know we how do to do it? We can, we can, we can. Uh, I'm going to show you, Steph. Like a river. That one. Yeah. Okay, so no. you get the vibe. Yeah. So basically it's a fashion reel yeah. where a couple yeah. will put on clothes or sometimes one person does it by themselves right. and like at each beat drop yeah. another item comes on. Okay. And I was just thinking when I saw that, like, oh, my goodness, if Dalton and I attempted that with a serious face, first of all, it would take us four days. <laughs> does it take people four days? Because you have to like look all good and be so serious and then like yeah. get the beat drop right and then be in the same position and yeah. – the, the other partner has to, like, jump in at a cool time. Why, why was his pants off? Well, that that was a certain one, but oh. there's lots of different versions oh. of this. But basically it's couples getting dressed with all these, like, beat drops. Okay. Yeah. And I'm thinking this would take four days for Dalton and I to do. Also, we wouldn't make it to the four days because we would have broken up because I, I don't – like, it's really impressive. Yeah, okay. We should do it. Um, we could try. Are you asking me to No, try? no, I'm thinking like, is this something that you were like, oh, yeah, Josh and I already filmed one. Oh, no. Okay. No, 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 we have not. A parents one maybe. No. <laughs> maybe we could do one with Harvey. Dress, dress Harvey in, on each beat. No. I mean, it's pretty cool. It's very clever yeah. on the beat. Anyway, that was my one. I've got one more. One okay. more random thought. Sure. Okay. How do you feel mm. when Josh calls you Steph? Like I'm in trouble or something? Agree. Isn't yeah. it weird? Dalton called me Laura the other day and I was like, don't call me that. And yeah. he's like, that's your name? Yeah. And yeah. I was like, no, nah, it's weird when you call me that. Yeah, which is funny because I remember there's been times where I've said Josh and I think depending on the context, you're like saying their name obviously, but he like really likes it sometimes. <laughs> and he's like, oh, he called me by my name and he liked it. And I was like, um, okay, it's your name. So I think maybe it's in the... I'm such a sicko, my head went somewhere else then. You went, you went sexual, didn't you? No, I don't mean like that. But like, I don't know, if you just, no, I can't, I can't even have an example. But yeah, sometimes when I say his name, he actually really likes it. But I think I'm the same. I think I prefer nicknames and stuff. If he says Steph, I feel like I'm in trouble. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, I just that was like, that's so weird. I, I didn't know I'd find this yeah. so weird. And that was another thing I wrote down. Anyway. Nice. I just also wanted to say that... I'm very sorry to – and sincerely sorry for obviously everything happening in Sydney and mm. the lockdown. Yeah. When I read the – I think it was the day that they went to 77 cases. Did it take you back? Oh, my – I was literally reading the article and I said to it, it was so weird. Like I literally started crying yeah. and I was like I, yeah. I just – it took me back and, and I know there's a lot of people that are like, oh, you know, Melbourne went through it so now like it's Sydney's mm. turn. I, I obviously do not think yeah. that way at all because it – 
it has it is the worst and I just think to know that you guys anyone that's listening in Sydney are now going through this like just so sorry that you have to now experience this you will get through it it is just it's it's hard it is hard and it feels like because I've had a lot of people from Sydney kind of reach out and say you know because they know that we went through I mean we were in lockdown majority of last year Mm. and they've kind of asked for you know tips and everything like that um, on how to stay positive but the truth is like I really struggled to stay positive last year and I think you have to kind of let that happen. You've got to like just feel all the emotions and there's not nothing like magical that can kind of snap you out of it. I mean, there's little things that you can do, you know, practicing gratitude, um, practicing mindfulness, you know, meditation, all these different things that can kind of bring you back and make you feel grateful for what you do have and the little things and the silver linings of it all. But at the end of the day, it sucks. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's reminding me because like as their cases are growing and, you know, their lockdown is like extending, it's just reminding me of every press conference that we used to like tune into last year. You would just get so anxious listening to the press conference and then every single one of them ended in tears because it was extended again or, you know, there was something else, there was more rules or something. So, yeah, heart goes out to everyone in Sydney. I mean, no doubt it's probably going to start affecting the rest of us here in Australia as well. I just feel like being smack bang in the middle of winter and, I don't know, I feel like we're still not on top of how we actually stay on top of this thing. So, fingers crossed though, fingers crossed. You guys are out of it soon and it's just confined (laughs) little area but... Yeah, it's a scary thing. It is. What was your one lockdown thing that helped you the most? Oh, I think honestly moving my body. I was like, I got to like the fittest I've ever been last year before I got pregnant. Um, and it was just because doing something like that for me, you know, getting my workout in it was like a, a snippet of my routine, my normal routine, you know, whilst I couldn't have my perfect routine, which I'm not really that much of a routine person anyway. But what I mean is like a touch of normal life in what felt so abnormal, being stuck at home, um, you know, getting my kick workout in and being able to kind of connect with the kick community, that was a huge thing that pulled me through. Um, and staying motivated for them, not just myself, I think that really helped me. Um, but again, there was days when I wasn't motivated and I didn't move my body. And like, that's okay. I just let myself kind of go with the flow and go with those emotions. But what about you? I agree. Um, yeah. I'm like routine. Like if I'm not in a routine, I'm like <laughs> yeah. have severe anxiety. <laughs> so I was routine. I, I just had to do some like do that workout at the yeah. start of my day. And I think the, the hardest thing with COVID is not much else really was controllable during the day but at least I knew and what I found was getting up at my normal time was very important because the later because obviously if you start work at nine Mm. you can technically wake up at 8 45 so you're not gonna be fresh at nine but the feeling for me of waking up and going straight to my desk yeah I felt so yuck the whole day just not like I I just didn't feel like me and I just Mm. felt a bit like oh I haven't even you know you're just in your house and then it's so funny because then you get to a point where you don't even want to go to the supermarket because you can't be bothered yeah so starting the day with something where you like your normal routine and that workout and yeah doing a kick workout in the morning was just for me the number one thing that helps and then getting outside and listening to podcasts going for a walk really helped too yeah but yeah, and and speaking of that, if you do want to come and join us at Kick, and you are in Sydney, or if you're if you're anywhere, obviously you're so welcome. We mm. are in week three of the Strength Challenge, so you can join us now. It doesn't matter; we're already into it. Mm. You are welcome at any time, and of course, you can go back and try all of the masterclasses. There are so many masterclasses in the app, and I think what I've loved about the challenge. I mean, obviously, we're not in lockdown in Melbourne, but 
Winter is very hard to find motivation to exercise because it's dark when you wake up and cold. So I've found personally doing the challenge workouts and knowing that I've got them scheduled in has helped so much. So if you do want to try Keep It Cleaner, we have got a seven-day free trial. You can join us. You can cancel at any time on our website, www.keepitcleaner.com. Mm-hmm. And then if you do join, make sure you join the Facebook community because especially if you're in lockdown as well, it's a really great way to stay connected to some people. And now mm. for your special share, I reckon ours are the same. Oh, really? Okay, maybe not. What is yours? <laughs> <laughs> um, special share is Yellowstone. Okay, so it's not, not the same. The same. Yep. <laughs> um, and it is a show that um, Kat in our team first recommended to me and I kind of forgot about it for a long time and then Josh and I were looking for a show and he's really into country music and it's a kind of country western, you know, bad drama kind of vibe thing. <laughs> that was a really bad way of explaining you it. Should, you should contact um, them and <laughs> all right, you need a new description. <laughs> um, and we watched the whole thing. There's a fourth um, season coming out. Where do we watch it? Oh, we watch it on Stan. Um, and yeah, the episodes are really long. They're like between 45 minutes to an hour long. Um, but a few people that I've spoken to about it have said, Oh really? I watched a couple of episodes and I didn't get into it. It gets better. It gets more intense. So I think the first couple of episodes you kind of push through and then it just gets hectic and it just, you just get really, I don't know. We got really, really into it. And even though the episodes were an hour long, we would watch like a couple in a row um, and so if you're into that kind of thing, that kind of like family drama, um, family breaking drama. the law, lots of people die, it's, you know, obviously that's not great, but it's I don't a lot, think lot it's of drama. My type of no, I show. don't think it is. I watched the first, well, it was a long time ago, but I watched the first 10 minutes and I was like, yes, there's a sad thing that very, happens. Very big warning. Uh, I feel like you need to know this. Kat told me this before I watched it. Literally in the first scene of the first episode, a horse gets put down and it's, yeah. it sh- shows quite a lot. So once you get over that, yeah. um, well, I mean, expect that kind of thing from yes. there. I think that's why they've put it at the start of the first episode so people know, like... This is what you're in for. This is what yeah, you're in this for. This type of... It's a lot. Uh, what's it? Um, I don't know. What word do you Violence? Mean? Yeah, I mean, violence, yeah. Yeah, but it's... it's anyway, I don't know. it's really not a family it. show. It no. is a family drama, but it is not to be watched with the family. <laughs> Love it. What is do, yours? You, you, Mine is yours. You oh. know what mine is. And you said we need to talk about this on the podcast. Oh. Really? Yeah. Oh, so this is so Steph, myself, and our friend Bina went. Yeah, oh my you know god! What I'm yes, about. We need to unpack this. We need to unpack this. So okay. we went to Magic Mike, which yep. is showing now until October mm. in Melbourne, yep. and then it's going to Perth, I think. It so obviously, if anyone that doesn't know what Magic Mike is, there's a movie. It is Channing Tatum. Yes. What is the synopsis? I mean, they're they're male strippers, um, and Channing Tatum. He like kind of didn't want to do it but then they talked him into it and he was really good and that's pretty much it anyway but he, it, it's a really good movie as well like if you another show so watch the movie the first show, yeah i mean you can watch the movie first you don't okay. have to though to enjoy the show <laughs> the funny thing is though i mean not the funny thing the show like i think there's a misconception that it's just strippers or something but they're all incredible dancers it's a real real act it's a it's it a was, show and a half. It was. It, honestly, Steph and I walked back in and Dalton and um, Josh were together and we were like, oh, my God, we just had the best night ever. And they were like, okay, you both are on another level. Yeah, so, yeah. shush. <laughs> anyway, we were, we were, I've never smiled and laughed. I, well, I have, but yeah. for a long time have I smiled and laughed nah. that much. No, it is the best. And the best thing as well, 
I wasn't sure what to expect. Yeah. The first kind of minute of the show, you're like, oh, goodness. But yes. then um, the main character yeah. is an incredible woman. The MC. Yeah. Yes, the MC. And she is awesome. Yeah. They speak about consent. Oh, yeah. So it's, it is actually, I just, I love the way they have done it is yeah. just, and if you're going out for a, you know, a night out yeah. and you want something really fun yeah. to go, I would recommend. I went twice. I felt like uh, <laughs> one of the lovely guys came up to me in the show and said, Welcome back. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed <laughs> that I'm here again. Um, but I came back with some of our kick team because I was like, you guys have to come, yeah. and, come and see. It was, it was lots of lots of fun. And, yeah, highly we – had, we had so much fun. We did. It was – yeah, it was a really, really fun time. You can, like, get a drink before it and you get nibbles and a drink while you're watching it. It's a good time. Yes. Good and time. it's obviously an adult show, but, yes, it was. Yes. It was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that is – I would say that's a combination of our both of our special shares because – we both enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the part where we usually go into a DNM, but this today's podcast is um, actually a motherhood kind of topic. DNM sesh with M, a girlfriend of mine who's coming in soon. So we're going to save the DNMs for that part of the podcast. But Lawsy. I think you've got some clumsy stories or a clumsy story to share. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much to our amazing I, – I don't know. I will keep this anonymous obviously because yeah. I don't want to say it and yeah. then you'd be like, no, but <laughs> – I feel like thank you to this lovely woman who has made me feel better about being clumsy? so clumsy. Yeah. So the clumsy story is not from me this week. So thank you very much, Felice. So she has two, which is just, that's like me. Sometimes two things happen in a week. So number one, she was sitting on a plastic garden chair with her boyfriend, thought his arm was up higher and leant back and then went flying and landed on her back on the cold concrete, giving herself a minor concussion. Oh, God. <laughs> I haven't concussed myself before, so oh. I'm sorry about that. Uh, and worse, it was caught on the security cameras to be watched over and over. Well, that's kind of fun, though. I, I think that like makes gonna, it yeah. better. <laughs> it was worth it. No, yeah. it's never worth it. Concussion is not good, but lol. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you can watch something like that back, it's a bit of a lol. That's funny. And number two. Doing a homework, I hope it was a kick one. And running back and forth, running backwards, tripped over my own feet, went flying backwards, landing on the baby gate of my door, and now I have a pole mark on my back from the baby gate. Oh, ouch. Okay, tripping over your own feet and flying backwards is... Yeah. Definitely something I've done and it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty. And the mark on on her back reminds me of actually a clumsy story from me. You um, never have them. I know. What have you got? This is from a few years ago uh, at a Bondi Science party. <laughs> I was dancing on the table. It was a very fun party, obviously. <laughs> um, my foot, I stepped off the side of the table accidentally as I went to kind of drop down into a squat position, a uh, dance you move. You did it. Squat drop, drop? Squat drop, Whatever yeah. they're called. You dropped it low. Dropped it low and, yeah, but my foot slipped off the edge of the table as I did it and I sat on a glass cup. Um, oh. I think it was like one of those like almost like a scotch class, so like a, a pretty you solid smash one. it? I broke it <gasps> with my butt and I had this perfect black <laughs> circle on my butt which eventually turned into this like really dark bruise like all over coloured in circle for months. It was oh my God. very sore. I feel like we all have – do you remember <laughs> at my, um, what, my birthday, the surprise one, it was a few years ago yeah. and I, I did that drop. Yeah. Because uh, I think get low. Oh, maybe it wasn't get low because that's more of a slow drop. This was like a very quick, like, you just are you doing a kick workout yeah. kind of drop? Yeah. 
and I went straight onto the corner of our couch, which was I wood, remember? remember? And I yeah. had blood on the back yeah. of my dress <laughs> and I, I literally had – remember the bruise? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was huge. But anyway, that was a battle scar of my yeah. wonderful dance. <laughs> so it was worth it. <laughs> anyway, so thank you so much for sending that clumsy – Clumsy moment in for us. Yes. Um, now, for today's, today's episode, I'm leaving the room because <laughs> I would have probably made too many jokes in this and you would have been like, this is a serious conversation, Laura. Keep it serious. So I'm leaving. <laughs> no. And you're saying, so tell us, what are you going to talk about? <laughs> so I've got my girlfriend, Em, joining me today. She is part of my little mother's group that we've created ourselves. With This another. was the mother's group that you wouldn't tell. Remember when I was, you were like, I've made these really two beautiful mother's group <laughs> friends on the podcast. And I was like, who are they? You were like, oh, I can't say just in case like they don't Well, because I, I sounded like a fangirl the way I was talking about them the first time. And I was like, this is weird but they were very helpful throughout my pregnancy because they were a little bit ahead of me um and as I've spoken to you guys about you know having people like that to kind of connect with and bond with over everything that's going on has been awesome and really important for me and my mental health um and anyway so as new mums we got together and of course you have the council mothers groups that can be put together but because we're already kind of communicating online you're like when you get your mother's group sent through you're gonna be like sorry i'm too cool i've only got one i feel like you should be open to it (laughs) i'm gonna be open to it i will i will but um i think they're mainly for people who have no one else to connect with if you've got other people to connect anyway whatever (laughs) i i love my mini mother's group i'm already connected um we catch up every fortnight and we have some great chats and it got me thinking you know the kind of mother's group chats where you you know you talk about that sort of thing and you're really open and you just want advice from each other um that's the kind of podcast we've got coming up so we've got a couple of dnms that you guys have sent in we'll chat through and yeah it'll just be a bit of a new motherhood chat Looking forward to listening back. <laughs> Thanks, lots. Hello, Em. Welcome to the Kickpod. Thanks for having me. I feel free and very alive today. <laughs> yeah, we're baby free at the moment. Do you feel weird? It, it actually, I was sitting down there and I'm like, oh, what do I do with my arms? <laughs> <laughs> I find myself like, I'm, I don't know if you're doing this yet, but when I went to the supermarket the other day, I was rocking the, um, the trolley, I, yeah, the trolley, <laughs> the trolley back and forth. And I didn't have him with me. And I just laughed at myself because I was like, oh my God, that's what I'm so used to doing at the pram. Yeah. Or you're standing up and you're just kind of like bobbing, <laughs> bobbing, <or> rocking. Oh, <laughs> uh, hard to be a mum. So how old is little Jack now? Uh, <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> um, prepared me for everything but this. The um, week's really one, um, two, three, two, four, just go five, by, don't they? Oh, God. <laughs> 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Oh, crap. He's six. I almost swore then. He's 16 weeks. He's almost, he's form. You alerted me that the weeks and the months are different, but Isn't he's 16 weird? weeks and four months next. On the, the, I don't know. Oh my gosh. You know what? He's four months. He's around four months. months. <laughs> He's around four months. <laughs> um, so, M, uh, you know, as I said to you guys, is in my little mini mother's group. <laughs> love our little mother's group. I love it. It's a good little catch it's up. Very fun. Um, and I wanted to get you on, M, because we do a segment on the Kickpod called Kickpod DNM, and we usually do it at the start of every episode, but sometimes we do a complete episode on it when we've got a lot of good ones. And we've got some really great ones kind of on motherhood. So I thought it would be a good idea to get you in so that there's maybe two of us oh, yeah, giving out. <laughs> two, two people that make it up as we go are very good ex. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, well, both of us aren't really, you know, 
I feel like we're not as switched on as maybe we used to be. So maybe both our half brains can combine together as <laughs> to one. Make one. I feel like we should have a disclaimer because we always say this when we catch up is we are not experts. Yeah. And we are not going to claim to be experts. No, absolutely not. Absolutely we make not. it up as we go mm-hmm. and... Yeah, everyone does it differently. Hundred percent. Every baby is different. I don't. I don't want to start this with people thinking we've, we've got it. We're yeah. well researched. We're <laughs> we've read all this. We keep our kids no, alive. That's they're the happy most important thing. And we're sane. That's really all you need. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and yeah, with these DNMs, I just thought that they were such good topics that probably would come up in a mother's group. So it's just going to be that kind of chat, guys. Oh, so we're going to talk about the things that we talk about in mothers. Group. I mean, we might get. <laughs> who knows? So. So the first DM, <clears throat> she's kind of got two questions in one here, but I'll just read through the whole thing. My family and a lot of close friends are in Perth and I haven't yet met my baby due to border restrictions. I think she's in New South Wales. My first mother's group meeting is going to be virtual, not face-to-face, and I feel like that's going to make it a bit harder to build relationships with other mums. I was meant to start mums and bubs group Pilates classes as well here, but in New South Wales, gyms are now closed. Can only really get out of the house by going for a walk, but my new mama friends are in other suburbs, so we're unable to socialise freely during the week. I'm sure there's lots of silver linings what and were they for you because obviously we kind of went through this during our pregnancy last year um and I'll wait actually the second part of the question I can answer later so I mean ask later so what were kind of silver linings I suppose in I mean we're in our pregnancy not in our new mum stage although we did go through that short lockdown Mm. when we both had bubs but yeah what are some new I mean silver linings that kind of got you through yeah it's a great question I think um I'm really sorry that she can't, her mm. family can't meet her baby, first of all, because mm. that's really hard. And I know a lot of Victorian mums experience that. Mm. Um, and it's really sad. And it's okay to be sad. Yeah. It's okay to feel that way. Absolutely. Um, silver linings, especially during my pregnancy, I was very, very sick. Mm. Yep. Um, I went through hospital care for from week five to 16, mm. and that was all during lockdown. So no one actually knew how sick I was. You wouldn't have been able to have any visitors, really, hey? No visitors. We could get permission to have carers over. Mm-hmm. But the silver lining was that my husband was actually working from home. Yeah. So he could look after me and care for me um, and that was really positive. And we did have to stop and think about the positives mm. and that's, you know, quite hard to do sometimes yeah. when you're feeling flat and yeah. especially – be kind to yourself because hormones are a thing. Oh, my God, absolutely. <laughs> um, in pregnancy and with a newborn, like everything, highs are higher and lows are lower. Absolutely. So you're going to be feeling this roller coaster of emotions more than anything yeah. before. Um, silver linings, I think, too, just getting to know your baby and having that time. I think in some cultures and traditions, you're actually at home with your baby for the first, I think it's 30 or 60 days. Yeah. And that's a cultural thing. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something to that. Yeah. That connection between mum and baby. Yeah. So I don't know. There's, there are different things. I feel like naturally I go to plug the kick bump community. Because <laughs> I'm like, well, that is kind of, mm. If you can go for a walk with someone that you find on there in your postcode with a baby of similar age or um, I would say still go to the mother's group too because even though it's virtual, you just might connect with one person. They'll still probably start a WhatsApp group or something like that. But Mm. you got to put yourself out there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that was the one thing when we had that kind of um, 
restriction last year of the 5k radius that was really hard because I wasn't near any of my family or friends really I mean Laura was literally the only friend that was within 5ks yeah which very luckily she's my best mate (laughs) and my business partner so that was very helpful but um that was really tough because you didn't see family for so long and a lot of my friends barely saw me pregnant and it was like you know one day I told them I was pregnant the next day he was almost due um which was really strange because it was I mean in my mind it was a you know a really exciting time to share with everyone else but I didn't really get to but Mm. I think for me the silver linings were my lifestyle is usually really hustle and bustle and really really go 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 and traveling a lot so I think to have the I suppose excuse to just stay home and you know whilst it was when I was pregnant to be able to kind of be with Josh in that moment and have some really special time together alone. Um, I mean, we had to have Christmas alone in the end because we were in isolation. (laughs) (laughs) So that was, I mean, that sucked, but, and, and, you know, the rest of Victoria were out by then. So that was really hard to see everyone else Mm. out. But at the end of the day, we were like, you know what, this is our last Christmas alone. From now on, we're going to have a baby, um, which is obviously super exciting, but it was it was kind of special in itself. Um, so just trying to flip it into a positive. But again, exactly what you said, I think you need to let yourself feel those shitty, sad feelings because it is, it's a shit situation. Um, and I think what you said about connecting to other mums virtually, you know, whether it's through the Kickbump community or your community mothers group, um, Whatever it is, they might not. It, it's in, it's intimidating. It really is. But even with you and Tracy, Am I no, <laughs> no. But even with you and Tracy, like I'd met you guys a couple of times, and um, you know we'd kind of connected more so through pregnancy, and um, it was really just sliding into each other's DMs. <laughs> to be honest, is where the relationship really boosted, and then then we finally caught up. You know, so totally. if there's people that you can connect with that are in your space um, and in your area really do put yourself out there and and go and meet with them because it's it's crazy the bond you have with someone just because of like what you're going through yeah you I was gonna say that you can have nothing in common yeah. I mean we have a bit more in common yes yeah. I think it's great finding other mums that you know for us it's that we are juggling work yeah. and a baby and we can relate on a lot yeah. of different levels but no matter if you don't have anything in common mm. you still have a baby yeah. and within those few weeks you're still going to be going through similar things um, and there's, yeah, there's a lot that you can relate to. I think silver linings, even just getting out, making sure you're getting outside, getting fresh air um, is a really, really good one. Absolutely. Um, And I think, what was I going to say? See, this is the, this is the baby brain. (laughs) I was going to say that something, oh, silver lining, Mm. you don't have to buy all this, all these clothes and I didn't have to buy anything in my, um, so (laughs) so many things. I'm like, oh, in lockdown for pregnancy, yeah. didn't have to buy anything, just basically well, Qantas pyjamas yeah, exactly. the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then even like for Bub, if you're not taking them anywhere. I mean, they live onesies, in onesies anyway. Zippies. Yeah. Don't overcomplicate things. <laughs> Absolutely. They grow so bloody quick. Um, the other question she asked was, is there any situations or like have you ever noticed with movies, shows or books that um, you experience completely different now as a new mum? I liked this question. Mm, yeah. Funny one. Probably everything I think you experience differently. It's just a whole, I think, well, for me, we were watching, what's the new movie with Kevin Hart? Fatherhood. Oh, yes, I yeah. watched that too. And, like, I would always cry to that kind of movie. Like, I'm a, I'm a big crier. Um, but there was just this whole other level, I think, of emotion. Even Josh was, like, bawling his eyes out because we had Harvey sitting next to us on the couch while we were watching it. And that first scene, I'm not going to ruin it for people who haven't seen it, but, like, the first part of the movie 
was heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And we were just, I think because we'd just kind of been through childbirth, it was like, oh my God, what it's it's a full on thing to go through and and just the idea of it all and what happens I, I don't want to ruin it but it's a good movie it's, it's fun and I think when you've actually been through it as well you just like have this whole other connection this whole other emotional level um when it comes to anything I think now whenever I watch a show with with a kid or anything even Yellowstone you know something happens with the little boy I'm not going to ruin it for anyone who hasn't watched Yellowstone but something happens with the little boy and it was horrible like I was like I'm never leaving you alone ever they're like a gangster family yeah, like, yeah I can relate, to can relate to that country wrestling uh, yeah I think a lot of different things you're very much more aware of the mm. environment that you have mm. that you have um that you create with you and your family mm. you're much more appreciative of your own mum and mother figures in oh my your God, life yes. you have a much greater understanding of even a lot of my friends had kids, but you just don't get it. Yep. There's a lot of things that you just don't get until you have a kid. You don't understand how important be- being there at the time you say you're going to be there yeah. is <laughs> and just communication. Yeah. Um, I think for us with what we've been through with Jack, I won't – With he's just had a bit of stuff since he yeah. was born, yeah. obviously being in and out of hospital. Yeah. We had empathy towards obviously mm. sick kids is the hardest thing Absolutely. to see ever. Absolutely. But now, mm. oh my gosh. Yeah. Like just having such empathy towards families and mm. kids mm-hmm. and just appreciating how great community is. Like mm-hmm. so many people are brought together by a child. Yeah. Our neighbours, who we only just moved into this street a few months ago, mm. left gifts on our front door. <laughs> like people, the guy that installed my blinds <laughs> brought us a, a baby present. Like <laughs> we were just overwhelmed by how generous mm. people are. And mm. we were just like, wow, mm. we've really not turned up for people as much as we should have in the past. But you just... Until you experience it, you don't know. You I, know. I, I agree completely. I think now... I think because we were the first in our friendship group and our family to have a baby and I think now I can't wait for all my friends to have kids if that's what they choose to do because I'm like I feel like I'm just going to be so good. I'm going to like not be there for long. I'm going to take them fresh bread or milk or whatever. Like I just I know all the little things that really helped me and, and you're so right. It really makes you think about things so different and when you said about the whole like environmental thing, um, you know, creating that kind of thing around your family, I think one thing I've noticed with Josh is, you know, as partners, you argue, you fight, but I, and especially right now, you know, <laughs> hormones are a whole other thing and sleep deprivation does not help. Um, but like, you know, when we've had a, a moment where we're arguing about something, it's like if Harvey's in the room, mm. we snap, snap out of it so quickly because it's like, no, we don't want this kind of energy around him. Like, and we're so quick to kind of think about how that might reflect on him and, you know, as he gets older, what that's like, he, he we don't want him around that. And it, it kind of makes you, I don't know, more aware of that and – I think more caring towards the other person almost. It's it's weird how much they make you realise and open your eyes up to other things. 100%. Your time management and the people that you put around yourself mm. become such a priority because you don't have time to waste on friendships mm. and relationships and that aren't beneficial yeah. to both parties, yeah. that aren't healthy. Yeah. Um, and so you just like, you, you just kind of give less shits. Yeah. Can I say that? Yes, you can. <laughs> no, it's you true. You way less shit. You do. I love it. <laughs> it's so good. Cool. I like love this, it. It's 
like freeing. I don't yeah. know. Like we're not taking our bras off or anything in here, but it felt <laughs> no. Like, no. I mean, I can't do, do that. that. <laughs> you know what? I miss that. I miss being able to not I wear really a bra. I miss not being able to take my bra off when I go to bed. Yeah. When can we do that again? I know. I feel oh. it's it's weird. I'm a, I'm a nudie Rudy sleeper as well, so it just feels a bit weird, like having to wear a bra. But anyway, um, actually, on that topic, last night. Um, Harvey like zonked out um, after one side and so I didn't get to feed him on oh, the other man, side so I was so like cool. okay cool like he'll just go down and I was really expecting him to wake up after a couple of hours but then he slept through and so my own body woke me up at like 4 30 because my boob was gonna explode and my top even though Do I had like a, a breast full, pad this time yes <laughs> I did but because it was so full and I was kind of wearing like it's not a bra, but it was. It's sometimes I try and sleep in it instead of a bra because, as we just discovered, we both hate wearing bras. Um, it's more of like a padded top yeah. kind of thing, and I was wearing that with a nipple pad. But my boob was so big, and I was lying on my side, so oh, I was kind of squishing it. You can't it was sleep soaked. on your side; it kills. Yes, yeah, it was. I was. I was soaked. I felt like I had bruises all over my boob. I went upstairs, and I was literally standing over his bed, like giving him these looks, like wake up, and he wouldn't wake up. So then I went and like released myself a little bit. But anyway, that was just a random story. Off the- <laughs> Seriously, it's a real thing though. It's full on. <laughs> anyway, make sure if you ever feel that feeling, you get rid of some of that milk. You have had mastitis, haven't you? I have. Yeah. Not fun. Not fun. Yeah, not fun. I've been able to avoid it so far. So fingers crossed I continued. This would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we hope that helped you. Let's move on to the next DNM. <laughs> She says, I'm stuck. I'm 26 years old. My partner and I have been together for almost five years. We have lived together for about four years. We own a house, a cat and a dog together, which is great. And it's exactly what I wanted my life to look like. My partner and I keep talking about when we want to have kids. I keep telling him that I don't want to have kids until I get a ring. Ha ha. I think many of my friends have said the same thing. <laughs> Sounds familiar. But I think that this could be pretty soon. How exciting. My question is that I'm confused on my career path and I haven't found exactly what my dream job is, but I think I want to be a PE teacher. I currently work in a full-time job in my field. I have comp- Not in my field. Oh, shoot. That's okay. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. I currently work in a full-time job. Not in my field. I've completed a degree in health and another postgrad in Oh, gosh. Good on you. A degree in health and another postgrad in health. It's amazing. If I decide that I want to go back to uni to do teaching, then it would probably be another two years full-time or possibly four years part-time. I know I shouldn't be worried, but I was hoping that I would have found my dream job by now and been in it long enough that by the time I turned 30, I'd be ready to have kids. My partner keeps asking me if I was at uni or haven't found my dream career by the time we're ready to have kids, will I make him wait? Or will I be happy to fall pregnant while studying? It sounds silly to think everything else in my life is great, but I just feel my career is lacking for me to be fulfilled. I have always loved health, but I never knew what I wanted to do when I left school. But my mum was super pushy for me to pick something up. So I'm just trying to figure it out along the way. So the question is, should I try and find a job with the qualifications I have or should I go back to uni and try teaching? Did you feel like you needed everything in your life to be sorted? before being ready to have kids I'd really appreciate your help so I think the biggest question in this is like did you feel like you needed everything in your life sorted before having kids did you think did you personally feel like you had to be quick I feel like we can bring two really great points of view Mm. on this as point of reference I'm 32 Mm -hmm. 
no, <laughs> and I still don't have everything sorted. Yeah. Um, are you 26? 27. 27. But, yeah, the short answer is no. Mm. Yep. But I think we've all been through waves where we've thought this. Yeah, oh, but you thought that that was something when. that you had to, yeah. Do this, do that. So many things on great detail, by the way. <laughs> I think, to be honest, like having kids, people say like you're never, you're never fully ready. I, I think there's, there's a big point to that. But I think you just have to be emotionally ready and you have to be ready as a, as a, as couple. a couple. That's what I was going to say. I think the first question is do you want kids? Yeah, exactly. Because it sounds like obviously her partner does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does she? Mm-hmm. Are you both ready to have kids? Mm-hmm. That's a decision they need to be on the same page about. Yeah. Um, and I think another another question to ask too is um, when you do have children, what role will you each play? Yeah, exactly. And what's the expectations that you each have around that? 100%. Because have to have that conversation. If he was really supportive – then it wouldn't be an issue because mm. she could keep studying. Mm-hmm. Is his job flexible? Mm-hmm. Those conversations need to be had because mm. if she wants to continue a career, I know for both you and I, mm. I, I love what I do yeah. and our work is really important to us. Mm. And so my husband knows that, Josh mm-hmm. knows that, mm-hmm. and they're really supportive of that. Yeah. But she needs to talk – they need to talk about yeah. what that's going to look like for them. Yeah, and I think, you know – Absolutely, you can study and have a baby. You can, you know, change your career at 50 if you want to. Like you absolutely do not have to have your career sorted by the time you have kids. So I think um, don't worry about, you know, the decision of like trying to find a job now with the qualifications or going back to uni, that's really up to you and Mm -hmm. it should have nothing to do with your decision to have a baby. Um, Try and put the having a baby totally aside for now and work out are you happy you know, continuing in the job path you're doing um, or do you really, really want to get into teaching and you really want to study, then take that path. Forget about babies for now. I mean, unless the conversations you're having are right now, this second, do you want to have a baby? Then obviously it comes don't into play. Don't feel pressured either. But don't feel pressured, yeah. And um, any decision. Absolutely. And I just but – I, but I do think that the, the main thing is just making sure that you're both on the same page. Yeah. Um, if you want to be studying full-time – and you want to do that with having a baby, then yeah, obviously your partner or you have to have family help or there's just, but there's ways around it. There's lots of, done. There's lots of different ways of doing it too. Mm. I think um, with social media now, we get this perfect um, picture yeah. of what I think it looks like to have kids. Yeah. And, and I think we shouldn't sugarcoat that. Yes, it's hard, mm. but if you have a really strong, stable relationship where people know their roles yeah. um, and you have a support, support network around you it doesn't have to be family it could just be some really great friends a great mother's group yeah something like that but I think it's important to stress that having a baby won't so solve all your problems 100 percent. in fact it it actually complicates it complicates things but it also takes your relationship to the next level mm, mm-hmm. um it takes your selfishness completely away <laughs> yep yep but I think yeah you just really have to focus on um it will bring a lot of perspective mm. and you could really focus on what your values are and when the right time maybe to to expand your family is I mean they've got a cat and a dog and, <laughs> and a house and she's almost got a ring so <laughs> it's all happening but I think the other thing is so many people I know have changed their careers after having yeah. kids because they've found this whole new world yeah like, look how you and Laura have evolved your business over mm. the years. Mm. Nothing's what it starts out being anymore. No. You, you could have kids and your interest in health is what she said she's interested mm. in. You could go down a whole new path. Yeah. Yep. 
yeah. your career could completely change because you yeah. could find a whole new audience and a whole new community and, and find this gap that there's something that you're really interested in in children's health yeah. or something like that. So I feel like we shouldn't limit ourselves. Yeah. And once you become a mum, your life is not over. No, Your no. career does not end. You no. don't have to have it all figured out. No. And you even know. if you go back to uni and you study for teaching and then you have a baby and you decide, I don't want to teach anymore, I want to do something else, that's yeah. so fine. Even if you end up back where you are now, it's fine. It's fine. You could so be many different directions. A full-time mum, mm-hmm. you could work part-time, you could work full-time. Mm-hmm. We're so kind of – I know there is a bit more pressure on women these days to – do it all yeah but we're also really lucky that we're encouraged to mm. do what we want agreed yeah agreed so like you could look at that two different ways absolutely anyway so go for it girlfriend yeah, go for it do do you do you you do you, do you. <laughs> that's what we always end our conversations with 100%. the mother's group you do you well it's because but even you know talking to you and tracy like as you said we Sorry. we all have some similarities but the, there is also different things that we are doing. I mean, even down to the dummies that our babies take. <laughs> oh, I solved dummy gate. Did you? Yes. Oh, thank the Lord. So Em's bub Jack um, had one dummy that he <laughs> particularly liked above all else. Because the dog chewed the other one that was this. <laughs> and he'd sucked it so much that it was like this huge cherry on the end. <laughs> and now he wouldn't take any other dummies. But we've solved it. It's well, so we quickly express ordered some others in all these different sizes mm-hmm. to see if one fit and now he yeah he took we found the right one amazing so I'm like literally going home and ordering about more of 10 a- more of those ones <laughs> <laughs> dummies ain't cheap no no but that's but that's like a perfect example I mean not the perfect <laughs> example but it's an example of how babies are different because all three of our babies take completely different dummies as yeah. in like the teat on the the difference in the teat are so different, it just goes to show that not, not, there's not one size fits all. Yeah. There is. <laughs> I'm proud of that. <laughs> different nipples, different teats, different dummies. <laughs> so, Em, I just threw another couple of questions in here because I feel like these um, I think are questions that would probably come up in a mother's group chat anyway. But is there anything about motherhood that's surprised you so far? I think how instinctive it is. Mm. When you've got other people's babies and you're happy to hand them back. I was never, to be honest, I was never, I love kids, mm. but I was never super clucky around mm-hmm. babies. Mm-hmm. But just instinctively, I'm Jack's mum. I know what he needs. I know what yeah. he wants. Yeah. It's kind of so awesome. Yeah. Um, do you find that? Yeah, 100%. Like, I think you got you're the biggest so smile right. on your face. Which yeah, because it I'm just like, makes yeah. sense. Like, I, you're so right when I've held other babies and stuff like that. You know, I love them and it's like I'm happy to, but there's no way I'd be able to tell, like, a grunt between a cry or, like, you know, if he's hungry or, you know. But now that I've had Harvey, I just know what he needs or wants or even if I take a guess, like, it's usually right and it's just crazy I think trusting my instincts has been a huge learning for me in this process because I think I felt like I needed to go into it really prepared and like read up all on these books and, you know, how to be a mum and like all that sort of stuff. But really, I think especially even talking to you guys again, you know, talking to other mums, it made me realise how many different ways there are to do things and you're just going to do what works for you and your bub. Um, And I think it surprised me how exactly what you said how instinctive I am how I just know what to do I'd never changed a nappy before Harvey really yeah he was my first nappy so good so like little things like that you know I mean there's been more things that have been first times (laughs) but 
I've just been able to do instinctively and it's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, you just know what they, yeah, you just, they speak a language and it's crazy that you know it. And even if you get things wrong. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You've got They're this th- connection. Actually, I've read something. There was like this um, thing that was shared. I ended up sharing it on my stories. I'll have to find it again. But um, it was this really beautiful kind of artwork and it was about, and then there was like a whole long description on Instagram. And it was about how because their genes are running through our blood, sorry, their genetics are running through our blood, like all their their blood's running through our blood or whatever it is while they're in our belly, mums mm. just have this ultimate connection to their bub once they're born because they've still got that part of them. And it even happens to mum who, you know, unfortunately, you know, lose their baby, whether it's a miscarriage or later in their pregnancy, like they still have that running through them and there's this ultimate connection. And I just thought it was so beautiful because it really makes a lot of sense to me as to why I'm feeling so connected to Harvey over any other baby I've met in my life. Yeah. No, 100%. Mm. And it doesn't matter. I think people put a lot of emphasis on feed, you've got to feed to make this connection. You've got to breastfeed. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. No, yeah. they're your baby. Yeah. You'll be connected. Yeah. Don't don't worry. Yeah. Let's do whatever works. I think I didn't anticipate um, one thing that surprised me. I didn't anticipate the physical toll mm. that pregnancy and childbirth would have on my body. Yeah, agreed. And probably emotionally more – as well as mm. physically, more mm-hmm. than anything, I mm-hmm. think I've I've never gone through any body issues mm-hmm. in my life. I've been mm-hmm. really lucky like that, but I felt so vulnerable mm-hmm. after having Jack, and just you're just reminding myself to be kind to my body yeah. and really looking after it post birth. Yeah, you just don't because you're like I don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah, like I'm like I had all these you know, infections and I have yeah. went on so many antibiotics and then I got mastitis yeah. and it's like, oh, I don't have time for things. Yeah. I've got a baby to look yeah. after and you're going through all this pain but you kind of just, it, yeah. it just, you have to push it aside. Yeah. But, yeah, I just didn't anticipate how much even now, mm. four months later, mm. physically, your body just cops it. Yeah, yeah. You just feel different, don't you? Oh. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, like, yeah, you, your body's just, Need massages like yeah. every single week. <laughs> I really need to book in like a good – I mean, I've been to the physio a couple of times, which has been great, but I, I feel like I need to yeah, have like an hour-long yeah. firm but relaxing massage. I need to do that for myself, I think. Oh, osteo has changed my life yeah. in terms of that, just <laughs> releasing that tension from your neck, your shoulders, your mm. back. But, yeah, you've got to look after yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. What about you? Uh, I mean, what you said about, you know, instincts and everything, that really hit the nail on the head for me. Um, but I think also, I think I'm surprised. I feel like I'm, I'm really proud. I feel like I'm doing good. You are doing good. <laughs> I tell you this but, all the time. But I feel like there's also no, you can't do anything wrong as well. Like I want to, you know, really emphasize that everyone is doing great. I think yeah. no matter what's happening with you and your baby, you're doing great, whatever you do. If you get out of bed, you're doing great. Um, but I just, I feel really proud because, and again, to that instinct kind of thing, I just feel like things are coming naturally and it's really exciting for me because it was always a dream of mine to be a mum. And I think now that I am and it's kind of working out to be what I'd kind of always dreamed of, it's it's just a really nice feeling because I know, and I'm really lucky to say that because I know there's so That's many women so nice. who struggle, you know, after birth, um, whether it's postnatal depression or there's, you know, so many struggles that people go through because it might not be what they expected. So I completely acknowledge that. Um, but 
yeah, it's just been really nice and I think I'm just surprised at how I'm dealing with it. And I'm not, I'm not dealing 100% with 100% awesomely with it. Like mentally, I have had my struggles. I've had my days. Um, I might wake up on the wrong side of the bed or, you know. Which is allowed. I've so told allowed. you that. You've got to be, got to give yourself rest days too. Yeah. So, and I think that's what I've learned as well. I think I was pushing myself a little bit too much to, I think I got excited. I was like, I've got this. I'm doing real good. So like now I'm just going to try and do everything again and very quickly learned that, um, it's probably not the best idea so soon after birth. Um, but yeah, I think just, I feel like I've been able to tune into myself really well. And I, I thought I wasn't going to be able to recognize myself, but I've been able to, which is, which is nice. That's so good. Yeah. Cause I know you've been really open about your journey. So I think that's amazing that you can come out the other side and say that mm. we don't give ourselves enough compliments. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Like bloody oath, we're doing good. Yeah. We're killing it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we're on our own like right now so many women like I mean and and you know what I totally understand the guilt with leaving your kid I I haven't stopped thinking about him guilt is a thing it's absolutely a thing like even being able to leave the house without them like good on you if you're doing that you just feel bad yeah I know like so I um I booked in for us to spend a night away from Jack my mum's gonna look after him and Dan was like my husband he's like are you sure it's not too soon and I was like don't make me feel guilty yeah. about this. Yeah. He didn't mean it like that, but I was like, no. Yeah, yeah. I need this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll be a better mum yeah. <laughs> if I it's get so one night's sleep. It's so true. You know, you have to accept help. Yeah. And, yeah, mum guilt is definitely a thing. Oh, absolutely. But I think it's, like, really good. To, I think I shared something on Instagram the other day where people were like, don't come at me with the you just wait. You yes. say you had a good day, you had a great night, and yeah. they're like, you just wait. Don't oh, wait till that. that. And I'm like, shut up. Yeah, yeah. Don't or you wait till they're teething or wait till the four-month regression or whatever it is. Like it's no. no. <laughs> I'll just – some days are good and I'll celebrate them yeah. because some days are not good and they're very emotional yeah. and you don't feel like you can do anything right yeah. and you get frustrated yeah. and then you feel guilty for getting frustrated because yeah. that, they're just a baby. Exactly. But it's normal to get frustrated. Yeah. I don't think we talk – we're always like, I'll – you of course you always love the baby. Yep. That is never in question. No. Obviously, um, if you're going through some of those stages, you should definitely, you know, there are a lot of resources, resources available yeah, for help. Reach out. Like it's okay to not love some days. Yeah. I think I re- I sent that to you. That yeah. There was this post on um Tiny Hearts. That, so good. It just was like, it's okay to not love yeah. every day. Yeah. But you can still love your baby. Absolutely. And I just like I was like, oh Yeah. Thank God. Someone oh, thank said that. goodness. Because yeah. some days are really yeah. shit. I know. Absolutely. Yeah. And I just call my mum like, can you just come over? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you can't explain why. And then the no. next day is completely fine. Yeah. And just go into every day and every night with no expectation yeah. and then you'll be okay. Yeah. Um, you need um tell your partner like what you need. Yeah. <laughs> like I was always really like, can you compliment me more? <laughs> yeah. I just, seriously, I said yeah. that. I'm like. I need you to compliment me. Like I need to feel yeah. like a little bit. I'm a, I know I'm not super sexy right now. Just tell me I am. <laughs> I'm like, just tell me I am. Just tell me this diaper looks good on me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like you need, just you got to communicate with what you need. Yeah. I think week one he turned, Dan turned to me and he was like, 
I can't read your mind. Yeah, that's what – oh, my God, Josh said the exact same thing. He's like – because I'd get frustrated. Yeah. And I'd say something. I'd kind of snap at him for like, I don't know, not getting me – Not a, getting you a wipe or a yes. diaper or like a nappy or something. And or not like, knowing what. kidding? Like I'm undressing him like, get me the, get me the blanket, yeah, get me the clothes. The Come on. So like just do it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and oh, my God. Yeah. The same thing. Yeah. Because you're so tired yeah. that you think what you're thinking in your brain is coming, coming out, out of your mouth. Yeah. Not. And that they have the same instincts as you yeah. do, but they don't. No. Yeah, he did. He turned to me. He's like, I can't read your mind. Yeah. Tell me exactly whatever you want. <laughs> and then I like, just felt like I was just ordering him around all the time. But I'm like, you told me to. Yeah. <laughs> so true. <laughs> what um, about like life before being a mum? Is there anything you're particularly missing? Just time to myself. Mm. Really simply, like having a shower for me is so, so relaxing yeah it's like heaven yeah because you just cr- and then you miss them but yeah it's true <laughs> then you have the monitor up yeah. like next yeah. to you in the shower but yeah <laughs> you just crave time to yourself yeah um yeah. not that you want to do anything other than be with them but mm. it's just more just to like rest yeah and sleep obviously is a is an easy one i'm mm. sure that'll come soon but yeah, just spontaneity, I guess. Yeah, that's it. Flexibility and spontaneity. Yeah. That's kind of gone now. <laughs> it's all right. It'll come back one It'll day. It'll come hopefully. back. But it's, um, it's just a stage. No, I agree. And see, I was someone who really needed and loved my alone time. Like alone, alone. Like yep. have a bath, read a book, go for a walk. I, I needed to be alone. And Josh is kind of the opposite. He really loves being surrounded by people. And so I think something I've struggled with is – when I want alone time, I really probably should be splitting that with alone time with Josh. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. the, we've really – it's it's hard. You've really got to prioritise time with your partner through – like if, you, if you've got a partner, if you're not doing it alone, when you're not with your baby, as much as you, you absolutely should prioritise alone time, mm. you also do need to think about time with your partner because that fell by the wayside for us. We have not been good at that. Yeah. We have not been good at that. It's it's, a, it's kind of like we call it shift work. Mm. So he'll take Jack for a walk yep. so I can have a shower. Yep. And just for me, I think some people don't care, but just for me, I don't know, I can't operate in a, an untidy space. That's so like Josh. I'm like, I just need a shower and like clean the house. Like yeah. Jack, just get out of here yeah, so I yeah. can clean it. I don't know why, I yeah. just need to do that. Yeah. But, yeah, we haven't been able to have time, the two of us, mm. as yet. Mm. Um, but that's something that we have. Even staying up a bit later because yeah. we both love sleep, so we'll literally go to bed at 8.30. Yeah. But trying to just stay up a bit later, like we had a bath together the other night. Yeah, Or nice. like staying up a little bit later to just chat in to bed. Chat. Or like have a cuddle. Yeah, you I know? know, I know. So nice. I'm yeah. like, oh, I've missed you. Yeah. But I'm way less physical, like – I'm always like a physical touch person, mm. like cuddle me, mm. kiss me, like give me lots of affection. Mate, I do not just just don't touch me. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Like I have enough. I have something attached to me all day. Love him, yeah. super cuddly, adorable. Yeah. yeah, but I just don't want to cuddle you at the end. Of the yeah, time. no, it's and it's funny because we spoke about this at the you know in the mothers group and. Sure, a lot of people listening will be able to relate, hopefully. <laughs> but um, you know, we have um, I hope you don't mind me saying M, we've both had sex for the first time since having a baby. And it was an interesting thing because for me it was like I had no this has got nothing to do with Josh, but I had 
no interest in sex. Like I just wasn't thinking about it. I was not thinking You're about exhausted. it whatsoever. But then when we did it, I was like, far out, I miss feeling close to you. Yeah. And it's like, you just need to force yourself without, okay, force yourself is not the right wording. You need to just force kind of step both into being it. willing parties. Yes, <laughs> with consent. Um, you just need to kind of make time for those things. It doesn't have to be sex, but like time Intimacy. alone together. Yeah. And then you realise how good it is and how much it recharges you and everything but you got to make that time because if you don't it always does come to that like yeah at the end of the night you've put them down and you just kind of like I should be asleep right now so no don't touch me let's go to bed like that is such a quick excuse then you start I feel like if you start getting um you start fighting over the little stupid things absolutely when you don't have that intimacy 100% and you're just both tired you're not communicating like stupid things start bothering you it's like you just need to Reset, come back together. Have a hug. Have a little cuddle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then all is good in the world again. It's so true. And tomorrow is a new day and you do it all over again. Absolutely. (laughs) It is a bit like uh, Groundhog Day, isn't it? It does. Whilst every day is different, you know, like no babies in an absolute, I mean, if there is a baby out there, there's an absolutely perfect routine. I'd like to meet them. Actually, yeah, Tracy's baby. Shout out, Tracy. Gosh, she's a little angel, isn't she? We love her. We're always like, (laughs) Oh, I've been up all night. We're like, Tracy won't write back at three, <laughs> three in the morning. <laughs> love you, Trace. I love you. Um, but, you know, it's just every day is another day. Go into it with no expectation and you'll be right. And I think above all with this whole conversation we've had today, it's really important to connect with others. Yeah. You know? And you do you. You do you. <laughs> you'll realise that the more people you connect with, there is so many ways to do it. To do it. But... um. Anyway, we hope you guys have enjoyed today's <laughs> chat. Thank you so much, Em, for joining me. Thank now you, you can race home and give Jack a cuddle for uh, me. <laughs> You're like, I might just I sit might in my car alone like- for a while. <laughs> like, that's actually what I was thinking. I went to the supermarket the other day and I literally sat in the car park for like 10 minutes at least just sitting there on my phone. Do you know what I heard? You should do click and collect, but don't <gasps> tell Josh. And oh. Say you're going to the supermarket. That's. I mean, I was going to say we've started to do that. No. Maybe I'll just be like, no, I forgot to do it today. And then just sit there. Just sit in the supermarket. Luckily, I know Josh doesn't always listen to these podcasts. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed that chat. We will be back next Wednesday with another KickPod episode. If you'd like to find out more about Keeper Cleaner or even sign up for our free trial, you can head to www.keepercleaner.com.au. A reminder that we still have tickets available for the Kick Tour, so you can check them out too. If you'd like to find out more about us or just hear or see more of us, you can find us on Instagram at KeeperCleaner, at Laura.Henshaw, at Steph Smith. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.